In other words, you can't argue someone into faith. You can't urge them. You can't make someone else have faith just because you say so. This is actually the work of the Holy Spirit. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. Our favorite former lawyer and Luther House of Studies co-director, Sarah Stenson, joins Kiri, Adam, and I this week to talk about another parable from the book of Matthew. This time, it's the story of the ten bridesmaids. Jesus tells a story about ten bridesmaids taking lamps to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and brought oil with them, and five were foolish and didn't bring the oil. When they hear that the bridegroom is on his way, the foolish bridesmaids ask the wise bridesmaids to give them some of their oil. But the wise bridesmaids refused and told the foolish to buy some for themselves. While they were out buying oil for their lamps, the bridegroom, Jesus, arrives and enters the wedding banquet with the wise bridesmaids. The foolish bridesmaids return to a closed door and ask Jesus to let them in. Jesus responds that he does not know them and says, Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Kiri, Adam, and I had plenty of questions for Sarah, such as what do the lamps and oil represent? Why do the wise bridesmaids not share their oil with the foolish bridesmaids? And what happens to the bridesmaids who were late to the wedding? In this awesome conversation, Sarah teaches us this passage is a direct reflection of the greatest promise we'll ever receive in our lifetime. And I'm excited to share that conversation with you. But without further ado, here's Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Sarah Stenson with us this week. Thanks for being here, Sarah. (laughs) You're welcome. It's nice to be here. (laughs) 
that was almost a false uh, false lift off, but that was great. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I love it. You're okay. on your way. I know, to I know. It concert. always sounds sarcastic, yeah. but all right. No, it sounds like Harry, like the Harry Carey thing. Yeah. 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 There you go. All right. <laughs> um, can you give us some context, as Sarah, just to start off with with the text? Yep. So this parable is Matthew 25 verses 1 to 13, and it's just toward the end of Jesus' life just before Judas betrays Jesus, therefore just before the crucifixion. So it's getting toward the end of a whole bunch of statements Jesus is making. And so he, he, no, he gives a description. Then he says, then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. And then he starts to get into the, the parable. Um, can we start, I guess, with just saying who are the bridesmaids and who are the bridegroom? Or how, how are we to understand this? Yeah, so... I mean, this is probably a fairly familiar parable. Uh, bridesmaids or something about lamps and oil, and then everyone falls asleep. I mean, you've, if, you, <laughs> if you've grown up going to church, you probably have some recollection and maybe you haven't quite ever fully paid attention or understood what's happening in this parable. So the bridesmaids in the Greek actually is parthenos, which means young girls, technically virgins, which apparently we don't say anymore. So now we call them bridesmaids in the context of the bridegroom, which Jesus makes clear in this parable by the end of the text. He's actually talking about himself, and he's the bridegroom, and the girls, these bridesmaids, are actually, it's a text of election. So he's actually talking again, as he does in almost every parable, about election, who is elected for salvation and who is not. So that's the broader context of this parable, and we're going to see what Jesus does with it. But again, he is ultimately going to be the bridegroom in this parable. Does that help? Mm-hmm. A little. A little. Let's keep going then, Carrie. Yeah. Yes, and as a, any please. good parable, there's always a dichotomy of even split. Five were foolish, five were wise. What? Exactly. <laughs> and when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. So what can you please elaborate? Because when you first we read that... We have light bulbs now. Yeah, we, we have light bulbs. <laughs> Maybe we don't understand the analogy, but the analogy actually makes the parable very much more rich yeah. than it would be just on, on first glance. Exactly. So what's really happening here, and it is, again, um, we've had kind of evil and good mm-hmm. as the, the dichotomy. Now we have foolish and wise. And in the Greek, it really is fair enough, foolish and wise, phronomos in the Greek. Um, but when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. The wise took flask of oil with their lamps. So just right there, another way of thinking it, the foolish bridesmaids expected the bridegroom to appear before it got dark, so they didn't bring oil. Mm. So that's the that's why Jesus is saying this. The reason they're foolish is because they don't have oil, because they're assuming the bridegroom is going to return before it gets dark. So they don't think they need the oil. Is basically that idea. Now, I'm anticipating your next question, Kiri, because <laughs> we don't have batteries. Um, they didn't have batteries at this time. So the oil, Luther actually um, preached a sermon on this text, and he has a great 
um, really fairly lengthy treatment of the the lamps and the oil. And what Luther says is that the oil is faith, which we know is given by Christ to the wise bridesmaids, the ones who have the oil. This is faith. Then he goes on to say that the lamps are the outward works that these people are doing. Obviously, both male and female, but in this parable, it's the the bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. So Luther says... The foolish bridesmaids don't have the oil, which makes their works good. And you've heard us talk about quite a number of times the other um, analogy Matthew uses that Luther lifts up a lot is a good tree bears good fruit. So it's a similar idea here that that lamp is kind of like the fruit and the oil is the thing that makes the fruit good. In this Mm -hmm. case, it's the oil and the lamp. So good tree bears good fruit, and it's oil and faith in this parable. Are you tracking it, Kiri? You look a little perplexed. So we we just need to assume that we're just solely basing this off of Luther's sermon here. But he's getting it right out of the... It's because it it comes right out of the text as you walk through the rest of this parable. It makes a lot of sense, especially, well, we'll we'll just keep going and then see if it doesn't track. Mm -hmm. So the bridegroom is delayed. They became drowsy. They sleep. But at midnight, there he is, come out to meet him. Then all the bridesmaids got up, trimmed their lamps. That just means they adjust the wicks so they can burn, like, you know, the oil lamp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. I just realized that. I I was going to make a comment about the bridegroom being delayed and how in our culture we think that it's very lawful to be on time. And of course, Jesus being the bridegroom, of course he's going to be late. Hmm. I mean, he's going to toss out the law. He doesn't need to be on time. Exactly. I just, I just thought that was like yeah, kind of an interesting wait. depiction. <laughs> yeah. If he's going to be the bridegroom being delayed... Well, you don't need to be lawful. Like, Jesus <laughs> is the person that's going to toss the law out. So I just thought that was... <laughs> that just popped in your that head. That just popped in my head, and I thought <laughs> I'd say it out loud. Um, so yeah. then the foolish, the ones who don't have the oil, say to the girls who do have the oil, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. And this is where it starts to get a little sticky. So the wise, the the girls with the oil, say, no, there will not be enough for you and for us. You'd better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. So when you first hear that, my guess is it does seem harsh, mm-hmm. kind of selfish, like, no, I'm not going to share my oil. Mm-hmm. Again, this is, you know, even to your point on on Jesus not showing up, these, these girls with the oil saying, nope, we're not going to share. So there goes that law of hospitality mm-hmm. out the door. Um, But when, again, when you understand that the oil is faith in Christ, and we're going to get there, I think, yet, Mason, but when you understand that oil is faith in Christ, then, of course, it's not something you can um, give to someone else. In other words, you can't argue someone into faith. You can't urge them. You can't make someone else have faith just because you say it so, this is actually the work of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in the proclamation of Christ. This is not up to us to do. So, no, 
go get some for yourselves. In other words, there's, this is not something we can share. But we can preach. We can preach it, and then it's the function of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to deliver faith. But it's not something in terms of, oh, here, you can have a little bit of mine. We want to do that with people we love. Mm-hmm. When you see someone who is despairing mm-hmm. and you only wish they could hear the promise of Christ and experience that freedom. Mm-hmm. So in, in this analogy, it would be, well, I can't give you my faith, so I'm going to send you to the oil seller preacher Preacher, person. there you go. To yeah. go get your own faith. Because that's so then why when they came back to Christ, did he say they didn't know them? Say that again? Then why, toward the end of this, it says that they, um, the bridesmaids came back and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. Mm-hmm. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Jesus says he doesn't know them. Yeah. Yeah, just wait. We'll get there. <laughs> hold Sarah, that, hold I have, that thought. So, so many questions. <laughs> So we're almost there. So while those girls go to get their own oil, uh, Jesus, the bridegroom, comes. And those who are ready, in other words, those with the oil already, go with them into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Now, once the door is closed, that means no more time, no second chances. This is why this is an election text. Either you are elected or you are not. There is no second chance at give me another shot at this. What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. The door was shut. This is categorical. Mm-hmm. Either you have Christ's promise, faith, oil, or you don't. And then to Kiri's point, here come the foolish bridesmaids saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now note it doesn't say later the other bridesmaids came with oil saying, Lord, Lord. It just says later the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Mm-hmm. They don't have oil. They don't have faith. They're not elected. Mm-hmm. The door was shut. Jesus says, truly, I tell you, I do not know you. There's a there's a confession kind of hidden in that uh, saying, though, is that they're saying that they can't actually open up this door themselves, that it's Christ who actually has to open the door. Uh, yes. And he's, this is what Jesus yeah, is saying, yeah. that it's his election. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's his not door. up to them. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those doors with only one handle. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a push-push, not a push-pull, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So this, truly, I tell you, I do not know you, actually is a lot like that other the earlier parable we talked about i don't know maybe a month ago or so mm-hmm. um the parable of the, wed- the parable of the wedding feast with the man who doesn't have the wedding robe remember that one mm-hmm. i think yep. i did that one too yep um he's thrown into the outer darkness weeping and gnashing of teeth and just as in that parable in this one as well jesus is saying it cate- categorically you either are elected for salvation or you are not. In other words, he wasn't kidding when he said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one gets the Father except through me. This is exactly what this parable is reflecting or telling Mm -hmm. us. And in that moment when I first read through this without this kind of commentary on it, I was 
my first reaction is just like, oh, well, Jesus, why can't you be merciful to these people who weren't on time? Yeah. And that's kind of beside the point because he's already been extremely merciful. And so the only thing oil. we can do at that point is just pray that God will be merciful with the people who are late. Exactly. Right? Is that, or the is that people, not right? Yeah. So I think what you're saying is we frequently get the question of what happens to someone who dies who isn't baptized, right. who isn't elect, doesn't have that concrete moment of election, who doesn't have that concrete moment of child of God, I have uh, God's promise of mercy. Yeah. So, yes, when you're standing at that gravesite of the person who's not baptized, absolutely you pray for God to be merciful. Mm-hmm. Don't be fair. It's exactly the same thing you pray when someone who is baptized is buried, however. Exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The difference is we know God does not lie. Christ does not lie. He cannot lie, which is why that baptismal promise is what Luther calls the biggest miracle we will ever experience in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But it, you're right, Mason. When you're dealing with someone who is not baptized, then absolutely you pray only for the mercy, which would be the case with these bridesmaids with no oil, saying, open to us, Lord, Lord, open to us, I do not know you. You abs- That's all we have left is praying for mercy. Sarah, at the beginning, you said that I looked confused. And the reasoning behind that is that, is this one of those texts that can often um, be quote-unquote open for interpretation with people? Because I feel like it's one where people would look at it and oftentimes draw their own conclusion about certain aspects of it or a lot of times bring in the law or use it maybe even against Christ and against the church in some aspects. I, th- I think I understand what you're saying, um, and the answer is yes. In any pretty much any scriptural text, and especially parables, um, you're going to get people saying, oh, the, the lamp means this, the oil means this, mm-hmm. especially when you proof text it. Yeah. So that especially will happen, Carrie, when people don't focus on the end of the text. When Jesus is saying, um, the door is shut, I do not know you, keep awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour, which we'll unpack because it's a huge sentence at the very end of this text. But Kiri, what happens is people will stop up at the front part of this parable and they'll say, um, well, they'll turn it into, we call it troping the text, turning it into moral of the story. Mm-hmm. And the moral of this story is going to be, you don't want to be one of those foolish bridesmaids with no oil. And the oil gets turned into prayer life, devotions, maybe giving to the church, Virtue. somehow Money, being volunteer. absolutely, okay. yeah. exactly, so even um, make sure you have a good relationship with Christ and it's up to you and so you better, mm-hmm. whatever, do you need yeah, to do to get more faith. Keep my lamp prepped faith. at all times. Exactly, exactly. And then they'll hear the last uh, verse, verse 13. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So that keep awake in the Greek is Gregorio. It means be watchful, be alert, be vigilant. So they'll take 
that sentence, be watchful, vigilant, alert, and say, well, we don't know when Christ is going to return, so we better make sure our, you know, we've cleaned up our act, Mm -hmm. we're not sinning, which, you know, good luck with that, but (laughs) we're good Christians, we're improving our faith walk, whatever, however it's framed, that's how this text will end up getting preached. And at that point, the focus of the text or the sermon is on me, myself, and I. Or if you're the preacher, it's on your congregation and how to get them to improve their lives Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. And then what it's not about is Jesus Mm -hmm. and his um, electing word of promise, which is what this text is really about. So verse 13, keep awake therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is Jesus, remember, who's saying this. What he's saying is, we don't know when Jesus is going to return. We know he's going to return. He says this. But but he's saying, be alert, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Now, what is it, who is it, that uh, keeps us alert and prepared? It's Jesus himself. Mm-hmm giving you faith, electing you, keeping that promise of mercy in your ear. So this is not a text of pull yourself up by the bootstraps, make yourself a better Christian. Um, It's up to us to keep the oil, you know, be alert, keep the oil in our lamps filled. It's 180 degrees opposite of that. Mm. This is a text of Jesus assuring us, those of us who have that baptismal promise, assuring us he is giving us oil. He will continue to give us that oil. Mm -hmm. That's the promise of our baptism. That's what we get to preach when we preach this text. Because you're going to be preaching to a lot of people who are anxious and afraid and worried, stressed, And then they hear a text like this, and it gets turned into a text in their own heads. It gets turned into a text of, it's up to me. Mm -hmm. Now, not only do I have all these other things to worry about, now I have to make sure Jesus could come back any time, any day, any hour. He's saying it himself. I have to be alert. I have to be prepared. I have to have faith. I have to clean up my act. And it's exactly the opposite of what Jesus is doing here. He's actually, as in all these parables of election, he's actually giving us the opportunity to preach oil into people's lives, to preach the promise of Christ into people's ears again, to free us to go be a dutiful servant, to go serve the neighbor and not worry about the specific day or hour Jesus is returning. We don't have anything to be afraid of. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Sarah Stenson for teaching us that it's not our actions that are keeping us awake and prepared for Jesus' arrival. It's the faith that Jesus gave to us in the promise of our baptism. 
we can go now and preach the promise of Jesus Christ, knowing that he'll honor his promise and continue to give us the oil to fuel our lamps. Before we go, we want to invite you to join the Luther House of Study email list. Be in the know of new podcast episodes, Luther House of Study events and conferences, and future program updates. To sign up, visit us at lutherhouseofstudy.org resources. Lastly, all of us at Luther House of Study want to say how much we appreciate you being here to listen to Scripture first. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode or support the other mission work Luther House of Study is working on, please visit us at lutherhouseofstudy.org donate. We truly appreciate your consideration and support. Thanks again for joining us this week. And a friendly reminder that Jesus fills your lamps oil. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.